Hi everyone, welcome to Becoming Zion, where I'll be sharing my favorite thoughts and inspiration on becoming of one heart and one mind. This is podcast number two for Becoming Zion. In 1977, President Spencer W. Kimball shared six foundational truths that are essential for the creation of a Zion society. In today's episode, I'll be sharing more about those six truths and what our part is in carrying them forward into the future. First, President Kimball said, is love. No lesser form of love could ever be sufficient to accomplish that which our Heavenly Father expects of us in relation to his children. Nothing short of charity, the pure love of Christ, will do. I love reading about the Savior's time on earth where he went about doing good because his heart was filled with love. The Savior took time out of his day to spend with the one, just one person, one person who, likewise, the Savior would like to be invited into our homes to get to know us as we get to know him, as we strive to become more like him and develop the charity, the pure love of Christ that is his. The scriptures admonish us to put on charity But what does it mean to put on charity? After years of contemplating that question, I feel I have come to my own personal understanding. Just as I put on, say, a shirt and socks, or a dress and shoes, I can put on charity, or in other words, I can clothe myself in charity by choosing each day to intentionally treat others as Christ would treat them. Without charity, the scriptures tell us, we are essentially naked. For without charity, God's word tells us that we are nothing. We are as dross, that we cannot inherit the place prepared for us in our Father's mansions, that we cannot be saved in the kingdom of God. To gain access to all of God's blessings, we must have charity that never faileth. Not long ago, our prophet, President Nelson, extended to us an invitation to exercise charity by fasting and praying that the COVID pandemic that lives that had been damaged and broken could be healed. Somebody posted that invitation onto a Facebook group and within one week that group had 500,000 members. Today the group is called Worldwide Unified, Many Faiths, One Place. In the group are requests for prayers and fasting, uplifting music, stories of tender mercies, and answered prayers. I invite you to take a look at it I'll put the link in the show notes. Next up is service. Service, of course, is looking outside of yourself and blessing another. In the Church of Jesus Christ, we call it ministering. Ministering is defined as learning of and attending to others' needs. It is doing the Lord's work. When we minister, we are representing Jesus Christ and acting as his agents to watch over, lift, and strengthen those around us. Understanding the concept of ministering, however, is much easier than living it. Yet, as each of us seek to approach our daily pursuits with a wholehearted desire to serve, we are unconsciously creating a mini-Zion in our personal realm of influence. Eventually, those individual realms will mature and join together under the Lord's direction in the kingdom of God on earth. And for those who have faithfully served, Great shall be their reward, and eternal shall be their glory. If you are ever in need of service opportunities, I encourage you to visit the website justserve.org. 
where you'll find countless service opportunities specific to your location. In the past, our family has participated in many of these service projects, including making teddy bears for hospitals, feeding the homeless, and making get well cards for those who are ill, just to name a few. The third truth we need to help build Zion is work. President Kimball said, work brings happiness, self-esteem, and prosperity. It is the means of all accomplishment. It is the opposite of idleness. We are commanded to work. Something I learned long ago and that I've always tried to teach my children is that it doesn't feel good to be idle all day. You'll wake up, do what you want all day, go to bed feeling icky. But if you get up, get your work done first. Then spend some time learning and balance all that work and learning out with some play and relaxation. You'll go to bed at night feeling great. You'll go to bed feeling like you've accomplished a lot. And what is it that we desire to obtain from the work we do? Many times it's money. Money to pay the bills. Money to provide ourselves with the things we desire in life. But the scriptures tell us that there's something else we ought to be seeking to do with our money. And that is to clothe the naked to feed the hungry, to liberate the captive, and administer relief to the sick and afflicted. All our work should in one way or another be consecrated to God. The fourth truth is self-reliance. The church and its members are commanded by the Lord to be self-reliant and independent, said President Kimball. He continued, the responsibility for each person's social, emotional, spiritual, physical, or economic well-being rests first upon himself, second upon his family, and third upon the church, if he is a faithful member thereof. No true Latter-day Saint, while physically or emotionally able, will voluntarily shift the burden of his own or his family's well-being to someone else. So long as he can, under the inspiration of the Lord, and with his own labors, he will supply himself and his family with the spiritual and temporal necessities of life." End quote. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a wonderful self-reliance program wherein they offer four different courses for members of our church and those not of our faith. I'll put the link in the show notes. The four classes that are offered are personal finances, starting and growing a business, finding a better job, and education for better work. I took a couple classes myself. I, I took the personal finance class and the starting and growing a business course, and they were just absolutely wonderful. I have a friend who also attended the personal finances course. She wrote up some of her feelings about the course that I'd like to share with you. She said, for the last three months, I have been attending the Self-Reliance Initiative every Sunday evening for about two hours. It has been great. I was definitely hesitant at first. I was one that was never good at school, so the thought of sitting down in a class with a teacher classroom scenario was intimidating. Or having to do homework and be tested on papers was scary, but I have to tell you it was none of those things. At the first initial meeting, where we were able to choose between one of the four groups provided, we met with everyone assigned in our group and decided where it was that we wanted to meet. One of the members kindly volunteered his home. We all sat around the dinner table and had our discussion. No teacher, 
just a group facilitator, the volunteer to take the lead to keep us all on track in the manual and to make us feel comfortable sharing ideas, successes, and even failures. No tests, no homework, just a manual. And each week we discuss the outline for that chapter. We also got to grade ourselves on how we felt we did that week. Simply yellow, green, or red. Something that I call accountability. Again, not someone who is taking tabs on you. More or less someone to call or text or even meet up with if desired and just see how we are both doing. Many of the chapters in the manual seem like they were rudimentary. Tithing, for example. I thought, there is a whole chapter on tithing? Will you pay 10%? I didn't think that was too hard of a concept to grasp. But let me tell you, that chapter was very enlightening as it made me look at tithing in a way I had never really thought of before. So that was pretty cool. It went on to discuss creating and sticking to a budget, protecting our family from hardship and understanding debt, managing financial crises and investing for the future, to name a few. Each week we had a new topic and someone volunteered to bring snacks. That was almost the best part. But I would have to say, my most favorite part was checking in with my selected accountability buddy. I was able to meet and get to know so many warm, wonderful, tender spirits. To me, that was pretty cool. Like Rachel, I highly recommend taking a self-reliance course through the church, whether you're a member of the church or just a member of the community. It will greatly enhance your life. Number five is consecration. Consecration is the giving of one's time, talents, and means to care for those in need whether spiritually or temporally, and to build the Lord's kingdom. In welfare services, members consecrate their labor on production projects, donate materials to desert industries, share their professional talents, give a generous fast offering, and respond to ward and quorum service projects. They consecrate their time in their home or visiting teaching. We consecrate when we give of ourselves." End quote. The sixth thing, sixth and final, is stewardship. President Kimball said, in the church, a stewardship is a sacred spiritual or temporal trust for which there is accountability. Because all things belong to the Lord, we are stewards over our bodies, minds, families, and properties. A faithful steward is one who exercises righteous dominion, cares for his own, and looks to the poor and needy. Not long ago, my children and I finished a, an online course in economics of all things, economics, which typically I feel at least in my opinion, is boring. This class was so fun. It even had little video clips of Charlie Chaplin in it as it explained from a Christian perspective that we are stewards. We are stewards over all that God has given us and we are to use all he has given us to help build up the kingdom of God. Oh, I wish this class could be taught in all the public school systems. But since that's not likely to happen, I'll include the link in the show notes so you can check it out if you like. It was very affordable and just well worth, well worth the price. A 12-week course that was just enlightening every week. Not to mention fun. As I got to learn more about stewardship from this economics class, I realized, you know, nothing is mine. It, it belongs to my Heavenly Father. My home is not mine. I ought to use it to bless the lives of others. My garden is not solely mine. I ought to 
share the produce from my garden with others. My kitchen table is not mine. It belongs to Heavenly Father. And so that empty chair ought to be filled with one of Heavenly Father's children who is in need of love. So with that in mind, um, it really helped me over the years to, to use what I've been blessed with by Heavenly Father to bless the lives of others, to bless the lives of his children and to help build his kingdom here on earth. In conclusion, as we work to develop these foundational truths of love, service, work, self-reliance, consecration, and stewardship, we will be doing our part in building up the kingdom of Zion. I'll leave you with President Kimball's prayer for Zion. Let us, he said, unite and pray with all the energy of our heart that we may be sealed by this bond of charity, that we may build up this Latter-day Zion, that the kingdom of God may go forth so that the kingdom of heaven may come. Thank you for listening. Be sure to stop by my blog at becomingzionpodcast.blogspot.com or pick up my book, which is on sale right now for $5. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, goodbye.